this is Jules, your host of the All Things Iceland podcast. Welcome to this week's episode, where I share the lovely chat that I had with Maria Telma Smauradotir, a talented actor in Iceland. Maria Telma gives some insight on what it was like growing up in Iceland with Icelandic and Thai heritage. She was the first person of Asian descent to graduate from the Icelandic Academy of Arts in Drama. It was fascinating to hear how she had to navigate this mixed heritage and how it has been for her as a working actor in the theater and film industry here in Iceland. I think it's fantastic that she had a one-woman show called, quote, Welcome Home, end quote, which was a spoken word performance of her mother's immigrant story from Thailand. The most epic thing is that her first feature film was her starring alongside Mads Mikkelsen in the movie Arctic. How awesome is that? Seriously, that's so amazing. And as you can probably tell from many of my other interviews, I love to have different people from all walks of life in Iceland to tell their stories. I am grateful and honored that Maria Telma was open to sharing hers. Maria Telma. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. And I'm excited to speak with you for many reasons. You're a trailblazer as an actor here in Iceland. And also you've done some really fascinating like films and shows, as well as just your life in general. I think there's a lot to kind of give insight to individuals who listen to the podcast, who maybe aren't aware that there are so many diverse people in Iceland, diverse Icelanders, really. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be great if we can kind of start off with the fact that you are, an, you are Icelandic and have mixed heritage, being that you're Thai and Icelandic, and you grew up in, in this household of mixed heritage. So I'm just wondering, how was that for you? Where like, was your mom speaking Thai to you and your dad speaking Icelandic? Can you kind of just give us a perspective on that? Yeah, um, it was confusing, I think. <laughs> okay. confusing, but I really remember being a kid and really have to understand that when you're at home, you speak a certain language, and when you're at school, you speak mm. a certain language. And when you're at home, you you eat this kind of food, but when you're at school, yeah. you eat this kind of food. And uh, when you're at home, you act in a certain way and there are some like um some kind of how do you say it like uh, in english and then you might not have it in in some other places you know yeah. But uh, yeah, my mom always spoke to me in Thai and my mm. dad spoke to me in Icelandic. And at school, I obviously spoke Icelandic as well. Yeah. And kids are like sponges when it comes to learning languages. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> what did your parents speak to each other? Icelandic? <laughs> they <would speak laughs> Like Thai slash English slash Icelandic. Okay. <laughs> so um, my dad knows a couple of words in Thai. I know the couple. But, but most of the time they just speak English. 
Yeah. And my okay. mother understands Icelandic as well. She's been here for almost 30 years. So, wow, okay. yeah. yeah. And did you, like, as a kid, did you go to Thailand to, you know, visit and kind of learn more about your heritage or is that something that you did later on in life? So yes, I used to travel a lot when I was younger and I've been a couple of times to Thai, to Thailand and um, uh, I, I once or twice went to where my mother was born and uh, mm. but other than that I just go as a tourist, you know, and it's yeah. so that, you know, when I go to Thailand people don't see that I'm Thai, like right away. Mm, okay. <laughs> so they they see that I'm a foreigner, but not necessarily that my heritage is Thai. So yeah, okay. It's really surprising to them when I start speaking Thai. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> okay, that's really fascinating. Yeah. And you said like it was confusing. Did you have you know friends of yours when you were younger asking questions? Maybe if they came over to your house and you're speaking to your mom and Thai, and obviously it's a completely different language than Icelandic. So is there like people are like, okay, interesting, or did it like did it make you feel like you stuck out in some way, or was it kind of just all merging well for you as a kid? Mm -hmm. It was. I was very shy. Yeah. Okay. About it. Because there were so many things that were different. You know, um, like the food that we ate, yeah. they smelled differently and they were so uh, unusual, quote unquote, yeah. <laughs> for them. And like the food um, I sometimes brought from home. I was so shy to eat the Thai food at school because they were just so different, you know. Yeah. And um, seeing that my mother didn't always understand what was going on in school, so I had to translate everything for her. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like when my friends would come over, the I mean, my home was just so different as well. We had a lot of like statues of Buddha and the king and yeah. and all the, just the way my living room was staged. It was just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's very like, you know, Thai influenced. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and um, yeah, I... And I used to hide the fact that I spoke mm. two languages. Yeah. So if my mother would talk to me in Thai and I would just like answer her in Icelandic. Mm. Okay. Because I was just, I couldn't, I didn't know how to embrace it to have yeah. two heritage. And um, so, but now later on, I, I embrace it so much. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And I feel like it takes that, you know, like maturity yeah. and understanding that of it's unique and good. That this, yeah. But as a yeah. kid, I can totally understand being like, oh, this is just so different. Yeah. <laughs> so. Eat on the floor. That's that's how we do it with, with our hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, um, yeah. So it wasn't until I was like 20 years old or something where. I really embraced it. 
And is that when you went to the Academy, Icelandic Academy of Arts? Is that the same age for like, cause university in Iceland starts mm-hmm. later for, mm-hmm. yeah, like it's here. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. And Absolutely. speaking of that, yeah, you're the um, first person of Asian descent in Iceland. It also, I had also read that you were first person mixed heritage, but if I'm not incorrect, you and Alexis, did you graduate at the same time? Yes. Okay. So yeah, the two of you made history <laughs> together, right? As being, um, having mixed heritage Icelanders, graduating from the Icelandic Academy of Arts in Drama. And for you as the first person of Asian descent, were you aware that you were making history in this way when you graduated? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like you probably look back like, is there anybody else here that looks like and I knew before I went to the school, like when I was okay. 16, 17 years old, I knew that I wanted to become an actress, but I was so sure that it wouldn't happen because there were nobody else with uh, a mixed heritage or people of color. There's, there was nobody. So, wow. um, so I was convinced that nothing would happen then and I wouldn't have a future in this field in Iceland wow. because I've never seen it before. Right. So, uh, so I thought to myself, okay, then I could be the first one, right? Because yeah. uh, I mean, I re- because I thought that they, that people of color or with another heritage just couldn't act or not not they couldn't act um they just i don't know i thought it would be harder for them to have a future in this industry in iceland yeah than somebody else but i i think that's the rightful thing to feel yeah if you don't see it why would you assume that it's possible right like yeah it's like only okay. having, only seeing men in movies, like it's mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, so yeah, it took me a bit of a time to really embrace it, to really to stand in it and, um, and embrace the richest richness that comes with it. Um, and to use it as, uh, to see it as a, like a coster as like a benefit or something or you see it as a, a not a con but as a pro uh, a pro yeah yeah positive yeah yeah okay. positive. yeah absolutely was there something in particular about wanting to be an actor like you're 16 did you see a movie did you you know is there something that clicked in your brain and I was like, yes, that is what I want to do. That is my path in life. Um, no, because I think acting is, uh, it's uh, really, um, the art form of it, it's so humane. <laughs> and I love people. I could sit all day and watch people. And uh, <laughs> it, it's just, I think it's, the longing to understand people mm. and figure out why they do the things that they do and yeah. at the same time it's so dangerous in theater 
at least. Mm, okay. So many things that can go wrong and it's so exciting. Um, yeah, so no, there wasn't a, a play or a movie that I saw. I just, I've always been a nerd. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> Theater nerd. <laughs> Theater nerd. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And in your final year, you had to do a solo act for 20 minutes, right? And there was, and you came up with a show called Welcome Home. And I'm wondering if you can share what that show is about and what inspired you to decide to do your final year project on this, your final year act. Yes, so we were assigned this project at school that we had to do a show for 20 minutes alone. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea what I wanted to do. I, but I knew that I wanted to, uh, to be special and I wanted to, to, to do a story. And uh, I was living on my own at that time and I went to my parents' house and I started talking to my mom and my sister asked me if i've ever wondered uh, where she grew up and how she was born and everything mm. and i was so ashamed that i hadn't taken the time to actually talk to her about it and just uh to see where she came from and where i yeah. came from and my where my mom my grandmother came from and all my heritage you know so yeah. my mom and i started talking and it was this really interesting story and that's how the idea came about and yeah. it's a story about um about my mother uh how she was born and how she was raised and why she came to iceland and how mm -hmm. her life has developed in iceland throughout the years and um, I realized that, my goodness, I wouldn't be the way I am or at the place where I'm right now if it wasn't for my mother, like taking all these little steps and, yeah. you know, having the, the tenacity to come here and the courage to make a decision to leave her family and come to Iceland yeah. so far from the reality of it. Yeah. It's a huge jump and I'm sure it was pretty challenging for her yeah at different times and I mean do you mind talking about why your mom decided to come to Iceland yeah she met my father uh in a bar uh 30 years ago. <laughs> okay okay love basically <laughs> and the rest of history you know but they've yeah. been together ever since uh yeah, so, yeah. and uh, I realized that because I said earlier that when I was little, I used to be so ashamed to have this mixed background. Mm -hmm. And I was so ashamed to, you know, have this different culture in me. And when I spoke to my mother, I felt so ashamed for having being ashamed of being ashamed of her. You know? <laughs> I mean, all these gifts that she gave me, like the language, my skin color and everything, yeah. you know, she made the decision to have a great life for her children. And that's not yeah. easy. No, yeah. And um, the racism that she has faced and everything, you know, and it's all for the greater good. Yeah. Like, I understand. Absolutely. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think it's beautiful. I, I think it is one of those moments, like I mentioned, about maturity and also just realizing what you have. And it's great that you were able to not only be like come to a point where you can be grateful for your mother and what she's done, but also share it in this right. beautiful art form that mm -hmm. you are, you know, becoming an expert at and meaning like when you were in school and this is something you're, you're crafting, you're perfecting. I'm sure that's something that's always evolving, of course, as an, as an actor. Mm -hmm. But I just think that's a great uh, way of being able to be like, you know, I'm going to take this from being a story that my mom told me that I hold dear to now sharing this with other individuals so they can get a gist of just how challenging this is for a person to come and give up their life, come to another place, you know, learn the language, try to integrate, have children who now have to deal with the mixed confusion that comes along with, you know, mixed heritage for a lot of people. And yeah. so I just, am, I think that's beautiful. And I think that's so great, great of your mother as well to be open to sharing that about, you know, her life. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And there are so many people, I mean, everybody can see themselves in the story because I also talk about how it's, how it is to be mixed race in an Icelandic all white society, right? Yeah. And there are so many mixed race people in Iceland. Yeah, and, exactly. Well, <laughs> it's surprisingly many. Yeah, <laughs> in the story, like yeah. um, whether if they're from, you know, whether if they're Polish or Spanish or whatever, you know, the gist of it, it's the same because it's being, it's like, being stuck between two cultures like I understand this culture but I can understand the value in this culture I, <laughs> yeah yeah how was your show received in Iceland what was the response great response uh, I ended up I ended up um, doing this show like 50 times or something wow nice. that's amazing yeah, <laughs> you're like a one man show here in Iceland. Yeah, doing that right after graduation, it's wow. so heavy. <laughs> I really don't know what I was thinking, but oh my god, it's like uh, doing a one man show is probably one of the hardest forms that you deal with because you are responsible for holding up the energy and doing it really technically, yeah. and. Um, I remember being at the National Theatre and I was just lying. I just, I was on the couch crying. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> who was a friend of mine came and spoke to me and he was like maybe 70 years old or something, like really experienced actor here in Iceland. Yeah. And he asked me if I was nervous and I said, I'm absolutely nervous. I don't know yeah. what I'm doing and it's going to fail and everything and Aww. he reminded me that there is a reason why there's so few actors that take up on this form to doing a one-man show because it's mm. so hard it's so hard but if you nail this production <laughs> then you can nail almost everything <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yes okay. yeah that sounds intense <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I think that's amazing. And congratulations on it having gone so well. And also, you kind of like created a job for yourself after graduation by like having this show, which is pretty cool. I don't think many people can say that. 
No, exactly. And that is something I learned a lot because from this job, from this production, another produ production came out of that. We did a, a radio play from this production, you know, and um, so that's a skill, uh, not a skill, but there's that's a work ethic that you really have to develop and have in your pocket when you're an actor because you cannot re rely on other people to call you and right. sit on the phone and wait and if if nobody calls you then you're not going to do anything so right. definitely have the ability to do your own stuff yeah. <laughs> and get it out there and just do it and it's super hard but you know you can't rely on other people to do for you. Yeah. I mean, maybe this is a harder question to answer, but do you mm -hmm. feel like in Iceland, because a lot of the times I, I, energy wise, I feel like here people are very creative and kind of just go for it and try things, you know? And do you feel like in the theater and even film industry, it's like that as well? Like you get this still same sense of like, if you have an idea, you can kind of just run with it, try it out, see what people think, or is the barrier much harder to kind of get through because maybe there's a history of how things are done. What do you mean? In terms of, so if you, this one person show, for instance, right, mm -hmm. you decide to take it on into 50 performances. Was that something that was like, I'm just going to go with it and, and try it? And the National Theater was like, cool, we like this idea, go for it. Or is there like a lot more bureaucracy around getting a show in the theater or you know a filming a movie and getting it played and things like that here uh well when i did my show at the school the director of the national theater came and saw my show mm, okay so he had already seen the show and he liked it a lot and i went to get the money for the show to put it up at the National Theatre, and he offered me a space. Nice, okay. okay. And he saw the show and he liked it, so he just offered me um, the space in the theatre. And yeah. it worked so well that he offered me to do a tour around Iceland. Oh, okay. So it was the National Theatre who really stood by my back and, you know, paid everything. So the show yeah. around the country. That's awesome. Okay. Because, like, in other places, if people are in their like national theater, because maybe the country is so much bigger, or just so much is going on, you know, there's a lot more that might go into being able to have your own show play in a national yeah. theater. Whereas like some people have to go on like the off, off, off venue, you know, like, yeah, exactly. you know, so you just never know. And I'm not saying it's easier. I'm just curious as like, what was the process like for you? Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, it's one of those, like, it's great that the director came and mm -hmm. it's, you know, not surprising that you did well. <laughs> and it went on to be something really successful and, and awesome. And I think it's great that you took it around the country too, because now you're bringing it to people who wouldn't have access to the National Theater or to this play. Yeah, nice, okay. And you uh, had your first feature film. So it's just kind of like, you know, you as an, an actor evolving, it kind of, in my mind, right, just from hearing what you're saying, because you graduated in 2016, is that right? Yeah. yeah. So a lot has been going on for you, which is pretty amazing. Like, but in Iceland, how is it when you became like after the show, after your radio thing, 
but does it feel like you've been continuously getting work as a person who, you know, as you mentioned, mixed heritage, not looking like everybody else, has it felt challenging to get work or has it been a continuous flow for you? Mm-hmm. Well, I, like now, 27 years old, and I, it's 2020, it's starting, my work is starting to flow more like naturally. Yeah, okay. Like without me having to do so much, but the first years after graduation was tough. Yeah, It was tough. I have worked for every project, worked (laughs) really hard. Like writing no scripts, doing a production, or doing a play, or, you know, sending out emails, or, you know, audition, audition, audition. I've put out so much work. And now, a couple of years later, now we're starting to pay off. Yeah, okay. I know that that it doesn't end here. I still have to work really hard, you know, to do my own thing. Um, So when I graduated, I I did a TV show called Fangar Prisoners. Mm -hmm. And... I nothing happened after that, like, mm, right. after that, and then like five months passed and nothing happened at all. Wow. And um, but I was writing the script of the play, and I <laughs> I was so close to giving up because I was so young and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so I yeah universe like universe, you have to help me out <laughs> right now if you don't help me out then i'm going to become a firefighter all right well, really that's what you, is that your backup plan? <laughs> <laughs> um, so i went out and um, do the firefighter you know testing you had to do like a running test and a lifting yeah. test and everything and then swimming test I finished the running test to become a firefighter. I got through and I had already prayed to the universe to help me out. Yeah. And then the phone rang like a week after I prayed to the universe. And it was a director and no, I got an email on Facebook. That that's how small Yeah, I okay. Was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Through Facebook, like, hi Maria, um, we need an actress with an Asian heritage. Can you come and audition for it? I was like, yes. Well, since I'm the only Asian actress, <laughs> I'll try to find some time for that. <laughs> and I ended up meeting the directors and. Um, we had a conversation about the script and they were like, oh, by the way, there are only two actors in the movie and it's you and Mads Mikkelsen. That's fine. Yeah, right? <laughs> I was like, sure. Oh, well. <laughs> and the no big deal. <laughs> and that way it helps me out to have a different heritage. But yeah. I know also that they were looking for some actresses and 
in London as well and mm. elsewhere. Um, so yeah, I don't, I used to think that it would be harder for me than anybody else to get work in Iceland. Yeah. But I really don't think that's true right now mm. back, because everybody has something. Yeah. Everybody like say to yourself, oh, I can't do it because I have big ears or like I'm the blonde girl number 530 or, you know, I'm too big, I'm too small, I'm too, yeah. or whatever. There's always something that people have against themselves. Yeah. yeah. But you can, it's a decision. You can either make a choice to embrace that thing that's supposed to stop you or not, you know? Yeah. Um, because if you don't do it, then you can't stand in yourself like gracefully and fully be yourself and fully be present. If you're always thinking about, you know, I don't be, I don't belong here. I can't be here. Mm -hmm. So little by little, you just, you just become smaller and people yeah. notice that. Yeah. And that's how people might think, okay, maybe she's not confident to mm -hmm. take it on job or maybe she's not comfortable with being in this situation or yeah. whatever it is you know yeah. So. yeah i think it's great advice so for anybody really just yeah. in life to go through and embrace embrace themselves so thank you for that i think yeah everyone in this conversation everyone in like in, in who's watching this can take something from that their own piece whether they're yeah. acting or not so. yeah and Okay, so you're in this movie, Arctic, which if people haven't seen it, it is intense. <laughs> like, first of all, you're out in like the freezing cold right. the whole time, and you're alone with Matt Nicholson in so this movie. Boring. Meaning, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how was that experience? This is your first feature film. Is like out the box, you know, harsh environment, and then like this huge name. Of an actor, how was that for you? <laughs> well, it was super tough and it was overwhelming. So when I got the gig and I was on set on my first week, I was like saying to the universe, okay, this is not exactly what I was asking for. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, um, Matt said that it was definitely the hardest gig that he had ever done, the hardest movie. Uh, we were wow. sitting in the car, and he came into a car and was freezing outside, and I was sitting in the front seat. He came in, closed the door, and he said, oh, this is definitely the hardest movie that I've ever done. And I looked back to him, and I said, this is my first movie ever. <laughs> and like, You're going to be really tough in the future. <laughs> like it was because it was such it was overwhelming and on so many levels. And it was um but he was really great. He was really great. He's very, you know, down to earth, really Scandinavian. Yeah. Um, that's nice. Really easy going. So yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And, and, and I saw some pictures 
of the two of you together, having built a snowman, like all these things. It was really cute. <laughs> and in the movie, none of that's happening. I mean, it's, the movie is way more dramatic than that. It's, there's no like fun moment. <laughs> you know? Can you imagine like rolling the snowman? Like <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> Um, and after that, I mean, like, this is in terms of career-wise, because you had one of the hardest things you could do, solo play. So you did, like, one of the hardest things in theater, and then, like, environment-wise, one of the hardest things on film. Uh, and then you got to go to the Cannes Film Festival, which is, so like, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, like, your life. Oh, my God. Like, news fest right so, like, that's not what i asked for he's <laughs> like unibar you can't do any better than this <laughs> so i'm just like thinking about you know all of it went from being you saying like five months when nothing felt like it was happening and then just like on a bullet train and you're going to like one of the biggest film festivals in the world <laughs> so did you feel like your brain was able to catch up with what was happening because a lot was going on so quickly. No. <laughs> but it's so interesting though. Um, yes, it's true. There was a lot of things going on, a lot of things to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it just happens all so fast, but it was so yeah. much fun. And you can, because it was so, it was so much business involved. Like you really, I really learned like the business side of the film industry and how it works. Yeah. You know? Okay. And, um, but yeah, it was really amazing. I was so proud of the Icelandic uh, filmmakers. Mm. Uh, that went to to the festival and just seeing them to be able to work on like on an international scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm really proud of them to see how far they've come. Yeah, absolutely. And and a lot of more films are being done in Iceland. Yes, so it's booming. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Blooming in Iceland. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it also helps that like. Uh, they get a, a tax break too, but I think just atmosphere-wise, because Iceland has become so popular and there's so many different environmental like aspects to it. Meaning, like you get a variety of really cool places that look like otherworldly, like another planet, or just you know give you a backdrop that's so gorgeous. And then you have the opportunity to work with really talented actors here, like yourself. So it's just like all in one in a small country <laughs> that people get to kind of like Hollywood can jump in and get a piece of it. Yeah, and Netflix has um, diversity quotes, or like a, you have to have adversity in uh, if you're doing a TV show for Netflix, and you have to have a diversity. Yeah, there okay. are like five <laughs> or like four actors in Iceland that have diversity. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hey Maria, can you come on set? It's like, no, I'm busy, but call Altis or like call that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. It's like <laughs> ro- rotate it around, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. So, 
do you feel, I mean, maybe you've gotten contact from people because now, you know, you've been in, in many different scenarios. Have you heard from people of mixed heritage in Iceland who are younger, for instance, who are saying like, oh, I would love to get into acting or maybe older. I mean, like there's no real, you know, age limit when it comes to acting. You could technically start at any time of your life. Um, but have, have you been hearing from people feeling inspired by you and, you know, your journey so far? Because there's more, more, much more to come, I'm sure. Uh, about wanting to get into this field? No. No. Is it there? Okay, I was not expecting that. <laughs> um, like, um, not people that have a different heritage, but maybe okay. young, inspiring actors, yes. Okay. okay. Um, but I wouldn't recommend it for everyone. <laughs> Okay, and why is that? <laughs> my daughter would come up to me like, "Mom, I want to be an actress." I would be like, yeah. mm, "Are you sure?" Because you know it's yeah. so hard in terms of like you, you're not, you're never sure if you have a job. You know, mm. it's always just maybe, and you only know like how the next months are going to look like, yeah. and unless you can't imagine imagine doing anything else than acting then go for it but if you yeah. are maybe at home and thinking okay i i might want to become a nurse that could be fun then definitely do that become a nurse mm -hmm. <laughs> you know unless like there's no way for you to do anything else then then go for it <laughs> yeah okay so if it's a, it's your passion basically. Unless it's your yeah. absolute passion. Because it can't be a yeah. hobby, okay. sorry, but if you want to make a living yeah. out, it can't be a plan B for you to be completely right. because it's yeah. so much work and it's so hard mentally. Yeah, I've heard from many people that it could be soul crushing with Absolutely. the amount of no's that you get. Yeah, yeah. Rejection is not easy, that's for sure. Yeah. So like, like yeah. imagine like you're getting rejected like all the time. Yeah. So. Okay. And you were mentioning that there's not very many people of mixed heritage in Iceland who act, but there is a much larger pool of people. And when we say mixed heritage, like you mentioned, there could be Polish, it could be French, it could be so many different types of individuals. Do you feel that? in Icelandic theater, for instance, that this is represented? Meaning when, you know, different scenarios come about, that there is kind of inclusion of these types of stories, or is that something that still needs to be improved? It has definitely, it has to improve. Uh, there's a lack of diversity in the theaters, definitely. Yeah. Um, because, because, you know, there, I mean, throughout, I, mean, I think maybe five years, there has been improvements, but yeah. now I feel like it has stopped for a while. Um, because there aren't many actors who, has, yeah. who have a different background. But that being said, then you, we definitely should use them, the few that we have. I mean, should definitely yeah. use them to just to um, have all kinds of people in states <clears throat> represent. Yeah. yeah, 
And so, same with the stories as well. I think the stories that are being told could be more diverse as well. Um, yeah. But, you know, because it's a decision f from the director of the theater to make those decisions. Yeah. And it's only decision that a couple of people have. And it's a really easy decision. Mm. Not making a decision is a decision yeah. not to take a stand, you know? Right. That's true. Because yeah. it's a you, you as a director of the theater, you have a choice to, okay, I would love to see this one, this actor and this actor and this actor. It's all in your power to make these decisions. So right. as soon as you only cast um, white cast members, then it's in itself a decision to not to have a diversity. Mm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I meant to ask you earlier when we were talking about your one woman show, what does your mother think of the show? <laughs> she came to the premiere and she sat uh, at the first row. <laughs> it was really hard. I, I really tried not to look at her because she was just with <laughs> all my family were just crying and the audience oh. were crying. <laughs> but it, yeah, she was really uh, moved by the story. Oh, really that's proud. beautiful. Yeah. And you'd mentioned that she faced racism. Are you talking about in Iceland while she's been here over the last 30 years? Has that been part of her experience? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yes, but uh, I think that she, there's a lot of racism that I've witnessed that she might not recognize. Okay. For instance, if people like, talk to me in Icelandic about her mm. in front of her in the way Whoa. that she can understand, you know? So that's yeah. an information that I don't even translate to her. It just stops with me and I pinpoint it. Yeah. So sometimes when I witness something, I don't even let it go to her, you know? Um, so, so you protected her from some of the stuff. Of course. Yeah. Like I just don't translate the things that other people might wow. be saying, you know. Yeah. And do you think this language barrier, because your mom has Icelandic, you mentioned she kind of mixes it with um, like Thai, Icelandic and English. Do you feel like this is the thing that people maybe potentially hold against her? Maybe like, if they have something to say, is that part of it? Because you're the person who it also, you know, you're also Thai as well as Icelandic, but you fully understand the language. So that barrier, like people can't get that part over on you. So do you think that mm -hmm. this is the thing that's keeping them from feeling like they can treat your mother equally? Or is there more to it than that? Um, I really don't know. I think it's just, it's a really tricky question. Like what is the thing that make people not treating other people equally. I think it's yeah. like more of a mindset that you are something and then I'm something and mm. uh, we're two different things, but we always forget that we are the same species, you know, yeah. we are all people uh, and we both speak languages, but it's not the same language. 
that doesn't yeah. mean that I'm any less than you or you are any Absolutely. less than you. It's just a barrier that we could get through together if you would just right. please have the patience yeah. <laughs> help me out, you know. And that's right. the truth of it. Yeah, so, absolutely. Are you going to say something else? <laughs> huh? Or are you going to say something else after that? No. No, okay, okay. I wasn't sure if I was cutting you off, but yeah, I agree with you. I, and the reason why I asked is because it's interesting to hear different people's perspectives about it. Because there are people here who are like, if you just speak the language, you'll be fine. But it's like, it's not always that simple, right? There are other there are people who, right, there are people here who are born, raised Icelandic, and they still experience discrimination and whatever else. So it's not just always if you understand completely what's being mm -hmm. said, you know? Sometimes exactly. that can be more hurtful if you know what they're being said about you. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, I think... You sometimes forget that Icelandic is a really tough language, you know. It's not like learning, it's not like for an Icelander to learn Danish or a Swedish language, which is really similar, you know. It's yeah. like, it's a whole other thing, especially when we have an Asian language and... and um, a Thai language and an Icelandic language. It's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Like in Thai, the language is based on on the like on not the volume but like the the, the how tone. it the 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 tone of it. It's a tone yeah. language. It depends on it's you might have the same words, but it depends mm -hmm. in what when you say the word, it means yeah. different things. Yeah. Like, I'm going to say horse, come, come to me and um, and talk. Ma, ma, ma. It's, it's the same word, but it's a different tone. And right. that's their language. When you have Icelandic, it's, it's, it doesn't end the same way. But it's yeah. the ending of the word isn't the same, and yeah, it's this so multi-layered language, yeah. and uh, I think people just have to be patient and remember that Icelandic is a very hard language. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, in terms of your projects, I mean, are there anything that you are working on coming up? Soon that we can look forward to seeing you in. Yes, I'm. Uh, but you're allowed to talk about, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm currently filming a Netflix TV TV show, and uh, that will be. And I don't know when it's going to come out, but probably next right. year. And I'm also writing. Uh, a second season of uh, another TV show. Nice, awesome. <laughs> but I can't tell the name of the TV okay. show. <laughs> Some people should just follow you, right? To to see about the updates about what you'll be in and what you'll. Okay. Yeah. I will. I'll add your Instagram. Like, is it best to follow you on Instagram? Is that right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, great. So my last question for you yes. is. <laughs> What is your favorite Icelandic word 
or phrase? Um, I think the word midwife in Icelandic is a beautiful word. It's ljósmóðir, or mm -hmm. if I would translate it directly, it would be light mother, which is yeah. uh, a midwife. I think it's a really beautiful word. Uh, but my other favorite word is skúmaskot. Skúmaskot? Okay. Yeah, it's really hard to describe a word in English. I've been trying. It's yeah. skúmaskot, and it's something, it means that something that's in the corner or an outsider, something that's, you know, mm. over there. And it has like, like a melancholy mm. vibe to it. That's mm. skúmaskot. <laughs> okay, interesting. <laughs> I'm almost thinking of like, is it is it a person or is it just any scenario that is yeah, playing a scenario? It's the thing. It's how you would describe a corner somewhere. Oh, yeah, where's okay? Where's the, where's the pillow? Oh, it's there in Skumaskot. Uh, or <laughs> in the melancholy corner. <laughs> Can also be a person. Where is Maria? Oh, she's somewhere in Skumaskot or yeah. somewhere over there. It's something that's not in the same space that we are in, or it's in the dark. It's somewhere yeah. over there. Fascinating. Okay. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> that's what I'm going to have to work on trying to learn how to incorporate. <laughs> but uh, Maria Telma, this has been. Such a pleasure speaking with you and getting your insights and also i mean now people have some cool things to go watch this is arctic if they haven't seen it already and looking forward to seeing you in future productions and overall i think just sharing about your experience in iceland helps to kind of broaden the, the narrative here and so i really appreciate you coming on to do that thank you so much thank you so much for your time <laughs> yeah likewise <laughs>